right, December 28th, episode three, if I can even say episode three, right? It's, uh, what, a few days after Christmas? Yeah. And uh, we're still in 2020. Uh, for a few more days. And uh, I think you just said, too, that uh, uh, Trump signed the bill, finally, yeah. Yeah, a little late. but dollars uh, Yeah. Yay. And I think you said that 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 pays for like daycare and rent. D- no, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, where did you hear this? No, literally does not pay for anything. Not even one month of daycare. Nothing. Yeah, that's like you're out there saying, I don't want to work anyway, right? I would love to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love to have an awesome job. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how there's people out there saying, well, you just go out there and get a job and work. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, not it's that a lot. Easy. Yeah, it's a lot harder. It's it's the same as like giving advice, just like what they're doing. It's easier said than done. Yeah. You have a college degree too. Yeah, sure do. Yep. So woohoo. Yeah. Probably some school debt too. Yeah. Oh, yep. And I'm right now looking at like the place I can get jobs quickly are like clothing stores because those are where I like excel quickly. And so that's what I'm looking at with a college degree. My best bet of getting a job is like walking into the mall and walking into a clothing store. Like that's how ridiculous it is right now. Yeah, it's funny too, because looking back and thinking about how much work you put into to get that college degree and everything that you sacrificed yep. for it, and you come out, you get this, and then we hit this bad economy, but still that doesn't matter. It's just like, it's like, oh my gosh, she worked her butt off to get what she wanted and it's not there. Yeah. I mean, I could get a job at a treatment center, but even then you have to do through like all, you have to jump through all of the hoops and they're doing so many COVID restrictions right now. Like it's it's just crazy. COVID is making, finding a job harder, living harder, everything harder. And then Trump <laughs> gives us $600, whatever. $600. I'll take what I can get. Like I'm grateful. And I think the more we bask in good vibes, the more we get good things. So I'm grateful that the money is coming, but yeah, we could definitely use a little more. Yeah, and the thing is that people are like, well, we, we should the government shouldn't pay us money and stuff. It's like, well, if the government tells us that we have to shut down, which I don't disagree with the shutdown. Absolutely. Then but they, if they need say to something. be making sure that people have somewhere to be shut down at. Right. And if, if Trump hadn't signed this bill, then the eviction, what is it, mor- moratorium, is that yeah. the word, mm-hmm. would have been expired, yeah. which means people could just start getting evicted from their homes, what, five days after Christmas? You know, and a lot of people didn't get anything for Christmas because we could not afford it. So yeah. not only is this holiday season so much different, like we're going into a whole new year with, you know, just like never before. This is new for everyone and it's challenging and we're going to get through it. We well, got this. Well, and we're, we're coming to a, I think, I, I think we can see the hump. I think we've gone over the hump, maybe not in deaths and how many COVID cases there are. Right. But I think that we're going to see that hopefully there's people are getting smarter hopefully technology is getting better yeah and people are going to be you know just i think doing the best for everyone hopefully right and i think winter you know i think they thought winter would be bad but i think a lot of people do like in this area it's cold why do you want to yeah i mean obviously we're inside but but we'll stay we'll stay more isolated for sure instead you know of getting together even though we outside would be better for the virus but anyway you're right but still i guess it could be anyway so how was your week uh, it was good, you know, for the most part. It was good. There's always, I feel like every week there's one day where something happens or I have um, hormones or, you know, my brain is imbalanced, you know, and I'm really feeling that seasonal depression. So there's always like days like that. And I feel like that day for me was the day after Christmas. But besides that, it was a really good day. Like Christmas was so fun. 
And I was able to sign up for Sub for Santa. So Duke got a lot of really amazing presents donated, like things I never would have been able to buy for him beforehand. Like he just was so happy, so loved. So it was a really great day. We just stayed in and like we watched Home Alone and then Home Alone 2. And then we had watched Home Alone 3 like the day before. So then we switched to the new movie Soul on Disney+. Plus. Have you seen it? I don't think I can see it because there's the real deep religious content to it. No, there's not. There's not. The, The before world? No, I mean, you could look at it that way, but I didn't I didn't see really see religious things at all. Like they make jokes of how like this is what your feeble mind can understand, like oh. like universe. I think that's probably my perspective. But I mean, I watched it with my son, so he's five and he was like asking questions. Why did they do this? And why is he out of his body? Or why do you want to get back to Earth so bad? And it was for me, it was really fun to explain it to him and be able to like see him have that concept of a soul because I don't believe in religion. And I don't think it was any religious tones for him. Like, there was nothing that was like bringing up that conversation. It was such a cute movie. I love that. So we watched that on Christmas and it was really fun. That's the, everybody's talking about it. So we've, it's we've beautiful. got Disney Plus. Beautiful. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I think Christmas this year was really good. We we did everything the night before and Jordan and Kaylee, our oldest, and his wife came over and it was just so relaxing. And we did our dinner that night. And so the next day it was just... We just sat around and just relaxed. Yeah. And you guys wrote your, your Christmas letter. Yeah, Twyla writes that. I look forward to it every year. Seriously, that's, they're so cute. That's funny because as I as she gets ready to send it out, my first thought was my grandfather. And he's just always like, oh, my Christmas is complete. But, you know, he's been gone for well over 10 years. It's like, oh, I wish he could still be here for that. But we have another friend who says the same thing. You say, oh, man, I just can't wait for it. And so he gets on there on social media and says, oh, my Christmas is complete now. Oh. And that was, she got it out pretty fast this year, too. She did. It was so fun. But it was very small. It was cute. It was perfect. Yeah. No, it was great. But it was just like, that goes to show you what happened How, this year. Yeah, that there was not a lot going on this year. No. There's usually so much more for Can you us. believe that? It's, yeah. I just was thinking, like, we're going into 2021 in a few days, and we've basically been stuck in our homes <laughs> nine months of the year. Yeah, nine months. What did we even do this year? Yeah, hopefully we get to go out and enjoy yeah soon so, yeah we'll see well cool nothing else nothing exciting what are you gonna do for the new year stay home no dick clark rocking new year's eve or anything or? um i don't have cable oh yeah I so i could try i think you can probably stream it online somehow so i might do, like stream the ball drop but um duke i tried to like let duke stay up last year and this was not happening so i like made him go to bed and then i went to bed so this year i'm gonna stay up but i'm gonna ring in the new year because at midnight when i ring in the new year i want to like immediately have those good thoughts and those good intentions so i'm like my first thought of the new year is going to be on a good note you know so i'm gonna stay up till midnight so i can do that but i'll just chill do you ever do readings for the next year at all when you come into that or is that more absolutely what do you see coming anything oh i haven't done one yet oh but i do yeah people pay me to do um like a month a 12 month spread so then like one card for each month and it's kind of like a, a theme a general message um those are really exciting but i i'm gonna do one i'm kind of just nervous about it because you never like know what it's gonna say and they're always very interesting and i didn't do one for 2020 um so it goes to show <laughs> i should have done one because then i would have like could have planned ahead <laughs> Could have known what was coming. Exactly. Could have seen it. But I'll do one. And so then next next time I'll be able to talk about it. No, that's good. And I last week I was I'm I'm trying to get my my trauma chronicles together. And so I was doing some research on on my first episode. And it's it's gonna be on 
um, the second voice, but not not second. I just learned something too because if you say second voice, sometimes it deals with schizophrenia and stuff. I know but it's, it's your inner voice, your critical voice. Right. And it was really interesting to to do some research. I just read two articles, and it was like more than enough stuff that I need for the first. Or what would be the second episode? Because the first one's going to be like a music video type thing with it's just hopefully going to be really bizarre and out there and hopefully people will understand it's kind of like the selena gomez i can't remember what her video was called where she was just sitting in front of a mirror it was black and white and they shot it on an iphone and it was just it was just like you could see the emotion in her to me it was like so real she's either a great actress or it was really happening i'll, I'll show you later but the one thing that i learned was that it, that inner voice it is so powerful and that it can tell you one thing mm -hmm. like you're stupid and the thing is that we live off, or me, I live off that one, that one comment, and I don't live off the comment of Noah says I'm awesome, Hannah says I'm great, Twyla says I'm wonderful, and then that's that's the one thing I got out of it today, or that yesterday when I was reading it, was that you hear that one voice and just bring in the other ones, and and learn to accept and believe in it. So that's something that I'm going to yeah. try and work on more. And as I had to go out and do something today, I was like thinking about something and I went, why, why are you going there? You just got told by your wife that this is okay and everything's wonderful. Stay with that. Don't go with the thing that's in your head that you're trying to knock yourself down on. Right. I think it's so for me personally, that is the voice that, um, helped me survive trauma. And so you have, you just want to listen to that voice, like, because we are like a survival brain, especially if we're having anxiety or we're following a negative thought pattern. It's very familiar for our brain. And we go back to that same, oh, well, I have to listen to this voice because this voice knows what it's doing. This is my survival voice. So that's where I had to change that voice and be like, okay, this is not my, I don't, I don't need to survive this thought. Like this is not a, this is not an, an assault on me. This is just a negative thought that I can let go of. That is so cool. Yeah. That's the thing too. It's like that, that does not define you. Right. And it, and that's the other thing too, it's, it's not an assault on you. Yes. And you are allowed to change. And I think we could, we can go into like last week, we were talking about fight, flight, freeze, and then appease, appease, which you mentioned. And I have no idea what appease is. I've yeah. never heard of that. And so that's, uh, I was talking to my therapist afterwards. And so when I first, I always thought I had was a fight or flight person. And then when I was molested, I froze. And mm -hmm. so I always took that as something extremely negative. Mm -hmm because I didn't fight. I didn't run. And my therapist, so I said, no, you froze to protect yourself. And then she had me read this book about the tiger inside you or something. And, and it talks about how animals do all these different responses. And there are actual animals that will just pass out that will freeze yeah, like, and live. Like, yeah. Like the opossum, right? Yeah. It yeah. just passes out in the middle of the road. There's goats that do it too. Really? Yeah. They're oh just, gosh, they just gone. Like over. Yeah. They fall right over. The appease is that we try to just appease people. We try to make them happy. We just become agreeable. We basically give ourselves away to them to make everything safe and wonderful, if that makes sense. Can you give me an example? So it's just kind of like, I think the way that I see it is like, I saw my molester when my grandmother died and I was into my thirties at mm -hmm. the time. And so instead of saying something or even freezing, I just appeased him and like okay. went up, gave him a hug and like everything was okay instead ah, of confronting. Okay. And so to me, that that's dangerous for me, appeasing. Yes, that's how you're surviving the situation. And and that's that's it. I need to look at it as that was my survival. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. I had never heard of that, but I totally have appeased before. And now I'm like all fight. 
<laughs> I'm totally all fight. Um, I think I was like a freezer. And well, one thing I think about when you freeze is that for me, I froze the like after I my ex physically assaulted me right after my son was born. I froze for a period of time. And for me, it was not because I was like, I was scared. But for me, it was, I'm going to observe and I'm going to learn. So I have the best way to get out of here. And so again, it was like, that was my survival. So I think freeze gets a bad rap, you know, like you didn't do anything. You didn't run. You didn't fight. You just like, you just stayed. And it's, I was surviving and I was observant and you start, you know, recording voice memos and taking pictures and gathering your evidence. And then when you have the opportunity to flee or to fight, then you can, you know? So I think that is one way to look at freeze. I always get a negative, or I think people have a negative view of freeze, but it's all surviving. That's good. I like how you say that, you know, you use it as a way to prepare yourself for something that's coming, which is funny because we train for those things. You think about school, we learn how to get under the desk for an earthquake, even though we didn't do those very often. We learned the fire drill yeah. and we learned the shooter drill. Yes. Well, come on. I, it's it's so funny how your your child brain, and I always beat myself up because I was 12 years old. I always feel like I should have fought more. But by the way, speaking of fighting, I, so since we used to be LDS, Mormons, yeah. do you know who Spencer Kimball is? Um, Spencer W. Kimball. Yeah. Yeah. The Prophet. He had a book out called- oh, He's the Prophet now? No, no. He, this is in the 80s. Okay. I was like, he's not now. He's an older no, guy. No, no. It's Nielsen or Nelson or something like that. Yeah. It was- I don't even know where we're at right now. Well, he wrote a book called Miracle of Forgiveness, and he said that you basically should give your life when you're being- He said raped, of course, but he meant all sexual sins. Right. And so, you know, I knew all that growing up. Give is that, your life? Yeah. You should, you, should, you should fight or die, but not give up your-, your virginity or whatever you oh, want to call it okay did that make sense so he's saying you sh- you should have fought mm-hmm. or died yeah instead of giving up your sex your virtue yeah virtue that was the word thank you what yeah that's how we were taught growing up that you do not sexually you never give in to anything sexual it's better that you fight or die than have a sexual encounter i, I don't think so i agree with you 100 percent. yeah that's bullshit yeah I mean, I can, from a white man's perspective, I see his logic. Um, from a woman's perspective or a victim's perspective, that is complete bullshit. You will do whatever you have to to survive. And sometimes that is freezing. Now, now you understand why freezing was such a damaging yes, thing? Yes. But we learned. And? <laughs> and we're fucking out of there. Yeah. Yeah. That is so... I think the appeasing is like still blowing my mind a little bit because I had never heard of that before. And when you said that you went to that situation, you had to give him a hug to like appease everyone. That was like, whoa, I never heard of that. And I have totally, I used to totally do that. So mine was my brother. And so like anytime we had a family gathering, he was there. And I remember one time I was going up to my mom's house and this was like, this was when my ex was in um, rehab. I think he had like just gone into rehab and I was like staying with his parents and I was going up there and I had been having a really hard time with my brother because he had recently told me to kill myself, my brother who molested me. And so I went up there and I would drive all the way from Payson to Orem, like North Orem. 
and I saw my brother's car outside. And my mom knew I was coming and she knew I was coming all the way from Payson. And so I called her and I was like, mom, I'm outside. Is Steven there? And she's like, yeah, he just came over. And I was like, okay, well, I'm here. You know, I don't want to see him. And she was like, well, then go home. Then go back to Payson. And I was like, okay. And that was like when I stopped appeasing. It was like, well, fuck that. Like, I am a valid person. What happened to me was valid. And he does not get to do this to me. And so any basically holiday after that, it was me calling ahead. Is Stephen going to be there? Yeah. Okay, then I'm not going. I'm sorry. I love you. I appreciate you. I support you. But I will not be there because I'm doing it for me. And if he's not going to own up to his shit so I, like, so I can forgive him for him, then I don't have to waste any more time around him or appeasing this situation. Because the more I appease a situation for the people around me, the more that trauma overtook me. Right. Right? It buries you. It buries you. And you can't, in normal situations, you know, you all of a sudden are appeasing because you're already appeasing everyone. And it was, for me, it was like, fuck this. No, I'm not appeasing anyone else. I'm not doing this. And then, now we're not. Now I'm like, I say I'm all fight. Like, the second, like in March when I was assaulted, I was out of there within two seconds, gone. I'm not going to let anything fucking happen to me. Like I'm all fight now That's when good. anything happens. That's good because I was going to, I was thinking in my head about different situations in my life where I would be doing something. It's like, I, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know how to get this situation. Yeah. I mean, I think back to being at Merit when I became the principal and the principal before me was just not doing things right. And I was stuck in his office and I didn't know how to walk out of the office. I didn't know how to just get up and walk out. I was frozen in my spot. And that happens to me so often that again, I'm going to go back to what you said before that I need to look into these situations when I'm frozen and see where I'm at. Maybe try to just to think, okay, what can I do? Cause I've been in burning buildings before as a, as a, Yes. citizen and, and as you a firefighter immediately know what to do yeah you immediately like you know when there was that fire like a few months ago oh, yeah. right it was right at the bottom of springville yep. canyon like out my front door you could like see in detail the flames just going crazy i'm far enough from the mountain that i obviously didn't get evacuated but it was so crazy and immediately like you're thinking this is what i'm gonna do if we get evacuated you go boom 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 and you're out the door but like when you're just chilling and you have trauma everything is Everything is, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. There's no direct train of thought where, okay, I'm going to do this and then we're going to get out of here and be safe. It's just your brain is overloaded. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's, there's, there's so much to learn. And again, I keep saying my age as a 56-year-old, I've got a lot to learn. But I love it because it's, it feels like I'm finally out of a fog and I can learn these things. Yes. And it, and it makes it more exciting too because, again, now I can, I can sit back on the situation because they're going to happen. There's going to be those moments where I'm going to freeze and I'm going to feel very uncomfortable, unsafe in a, in a spot. And I just need to take a deep breath. Am I safe? Am I okay? And then make that plan. Totally. I don't get it. I don't understand why this is where my brain just all of a sudden shifts. I don't understand why we can't think of that. But when you get in that trauma brain, when you get into that, that fog, I don't know what you call it. I'll keep calling it the trauma I totally, brain. Yeah. I, I totally get what you mean. It's, I just thought of an example. Um, wow, I've come so far. I just <laughs> thought of this. So like when I was fired, like this woman, my boss, she got right in my face. Very, very uncomfortable. And it was totally like harassment. She was trying to intimidate me. And my ex, when he used to do that, it was, 
I knew it was going to be violence afterwards. And so your first thing is survival. And so when I get anxiety or I'm surviving, I shake like really, really bad. But I can like still do what I need to do. And that's like a recurring nightmare of mine is because like when you are trying to type like 911 or something and you're like shaking and your hands like hit the wrong number. Oh, my gosh. That is like a recurring nightmare. It's so terrifying. And I was trying to get my phone out like for recording videos or voice memos like a long time ago when this happened. But now I like when she fired me, I immediately was I was still shaking. But it's like I have got to get the evidence. I was able to get out my phone and record everything that transpired when she fired me. And I just was thinking, like, I have come so far. And you were just saying, how do I do that? How do I get out of that trauma fog? And I don't know. I don't have like a set of steps for you, but I will tell you, you can get there because I just (laughs) had an example of it. And I think really it's like one small thing at a time. Stop appeasing people. You know, even if it's small things, be like, you know what? That actually does bother me or actually do want to choose where we're ordering food tonight. Yeah. You know, like the small things. And then it becomes easier to be like, actually, no, you do not get to treat me that way, sir. (laughs) Eventually you'll get there. Yeah, I think the thing, again, the reason why we get together and talk is because we can learn from each other and oh, we can absolutely. talk things out. I mean, we talked about it last week, but last this is week good was therapy. literally a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> we owe each other 40 bucks. I know. Or 60 bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> Twyla pays that. It's funny you said that too, because I, I talked to Twyla and I, I said, you know, I was working on Love Connection yeah. and I'd worked with my father and my father was great to work for. He was the audio mixer. So he was A1 and everybody was whatever below it. And I may have said the story before, but anyway, I got fired from the show basically because I told him, I said, Eric Lieber, the guy that produced the show and owned the show, came and yelled at me because he said Chuck couldn't hear. Chuck Wohler with the host. I'm like, well, if he couldn't hear, he would say something to me because I'm looking at him. I'm in the audience with him. Right there. And he's never had problems. And so I got, I took it totally personal. Yeah. My dad wasn't there to protect me. And the the mixer that we had there was a great guy. I've known him since I was a little kid, but he just was different. It's like, if you got a problem, go talk to the person that's got the problem. My dad's like, I'm in charge. You talk to me and I'll yeah. talk to my people. And all I had to do was look at Eric instead of taking it personal, say, Eric, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. And the next break, I'll go talk to Chuck and just see what's going on. Then I'll let you know what's happening. Because yeah. I knew there was nothing wrong. But no, I got all pissed off, bent out of shape and, and basically got fired after three. I don't, I, they called me and said, we're just going to go in a different direction the next day. But it was end of the year. Aww. So it was the next season. But it was, it was my third season working on there. And it was, you know, 250 bucks a day. Which back oh, in 1990. That a, that's a lot already. Yeah, that was a lot of money. If I made you an eight hour guarantee. a day, I would be so happy. Yeah, that's probably about 400 bucks a day today. Oh, but I didn't think. I went I went straight well, how from. How old were you? I, well, I was, in my, I was in my 30s. Oh, okay. I was working. <laughs> I was going to try and give you a look. You were young. No, no, no. No, I was. But the, my thing was, is that that time. So another thing is passive aggressiveness. I. I'm usually a very passive person, but yeah. I I can go from that passive to aggression and skip right over assertiveness. That's a that's a trauma trauma survivor thing, you know. When you you can't like directly say anything to your attacker or your assaulter or whoever, but you can be passive and like because it makes you feel better, right. you know. Where it's like, where does that get you? <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere. More pain, lost jobs. Yeah. And the funny thing too, is like, you know, you think about the brain and you've got the the reptilian brain, you've got the limbic system, and then you've got the emotional side of the brain with the frontal cortex. And when you, when you get hijacked in there and all of a sudden it goes from, and it skips over the, the part of the brain that tells you to just mellow out, yeah, goes to the brain that says reasoning. fight because you got to yeah. survive. And it's like, no, you don't have to survive you right now. You don't have to survive this. You don't need the adrenaline yeah. right now. 
Oh, but my body wants the adrenaline right now. Yeah. Yeah. Surviving's fun, isn't it? Yeah. But we're thriving. We're, we, we have switched. Yeah. We are thriving now. We are blossoming. We are not in survival mode anymore. Yeah. Well, that's funny because it's now if I could tell my brain that at night, that would be yeah. great. Those dreams are killer. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100% on, on that. So yeah. You know, and, and talking about dreams and talking about the brain and how powerful it, it is. You, you told me about an, an episode from a Netflix show last week. Tell me, tell, tell me more it's about called, that. Um, so the show, I just like found it randomly. And because we were talking about dreams last week, I just thought it was really interesting. And so I just clicked into it. It's from the show called The Mind. And this one was about dreams. And it said in there that uh, our norepinephrine goes down and our serotonin is basically shut off when we dream. So it tricks our brain into thinking that whatever is happening in our dream is super important. Like it's life or death, no matter what it is. And our emotion center is more active than when we're awake, which I just, that is so crazy because I think as an empath or just as someone who's really in tune with my feelings, I feel a lot during the day and imagining that when I'm sleeping and the crazy, crazy dreams that I have and my emotion center is more active. Not only that, but my brain is being tricked into thinking by like the chemical imbalance that happens when you're sleeping, that everything happening is so valid, so important, so huge. It's so interesting that we have these things that are going on and our chemical imbalances, but still we come to our own like perspective of our own understanding of what's happening in our dreams. Do you, do you wake up, especially after a night of dreaming, do you wake up refreshed and ready to go? Or do you wake up anxious? Do you, I mean, how do you wake up after a night of dreaming? It totally depends. Like what I've dreamed about. Um, like last night, last night I dreamed I was a princess um, because I'm <laughs> watching this show. I was watching a show called Bridgerton. I binged it. Shout out Netflix. You killed that. So good. Um, it was so good. But I like last night I dreamed I was a princess. I just woke up feeling great today, you know? And like whenever I have like a romantic dream, you just feel so good. You're like, yeah, I'm hot shit, you know, when you wake up. But for sure when I have dreams like one dream that I still have just like not figured out, I feel like there's something about it that I need to more analyze um, is I had a dream that Duke and I were in my apartment and I was like doing something in the kitchen, like dishes or something because I was like turned away from him and he was playing and I could hear him. And then I like turned the corner and I was going to put something away or do something. And there was a snake. And so I start freaking out. I'm like, what the, there's a snake in the house. And I, I hate snakes. And so I start freaking out. Um, you know, what is going on? And in my dream, Duke just like walks over and he's like, mom, it's no big deal. It's just a snake. And he just like picks it up by the head like you're supposed to. So it can't turn around and bite you. And he like brings it over to me and he's like, we're fine. Like, it's no big deal, mom. We're fine. I'm just freaking out, freaking out, screaming. And I wake up and I'm like, what? What? Because I had the feeling that it was okay, that everything was okay. But there was a symbol in my dream that was terrifying to me. And so there's, there's dreams like that. I don't even know what to feel afterwards. But I called my sister. Her, I call her Swootang. Her name is Shiley. She is my, my brother um wife I was gonna my brother's sister my brother's wife so she's my sister-in-law but she is like my soul sister so anytime I have to like work through something or she's working through something with the universe or her higher power we always just call each other so I called her and I was like what is going on and she's like it's your dad 
Snake is your dad. And he's like saying that everything is okay because I had to call my dad to loan me money. This is like two months ago. I was like, you know, when you're like, we were just talking about you cannot get out of debt when you're poor. You just like cannot get out. So I had to call him and I had been thinking about it for a few days. Like, do I do this? Is there going to be repercussions? You know, he's still my dad, but I don't really like him. Like, what do I do? And like, talked to Shiley and she was like, dude, the snake is your dad. Duke is saying everything's going to be okay because you like Duke is like your connection to the divine. You trust what Duke is going to say and Duke is telling you it's okay. So I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. And then it was, it's, it was okay. Like two months later, it's, everything has been pretty chill. And like, we don't really talk to each other. There's no contact, but so far we have not had any problems. Like it has been okay. That is bizarrely cool. Right. So I have dreams like that all the time. So then I'm, I'm always trying to analyze dreams. Which brings us to your dream. Last time that we talked about, I'm curious to see what your therapist says about it. Yeah. So my th- when I told my therapist, we right after our podcast there, I, I told her and she said the same thing you said. Yes, told her. <laughs> I, did, I didn't tell her what you said either. You were just like, here's my dream. Here's my dream. This is what it is. And she's like, yeah, you're just, you know, you're stuck. You got to get over that hump. You know yes. what you're doing. And it's like, just, just go with it, man. Just jump into it. It's funny because I woke up at five o'clock this morning after going to sleep at one and I had a dream about school and about kids getting in trouble. And I hate those dreams where I have to bust kids at school. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't like what school does to kids. I didn't like being a principal. I didn't like being a system principal because I believe that you, you don't punish the way that they punish. You don't send kids home. And if you're going to, if you're going to send them to an after school thing, it needs to be something constructive. constructive. And it's not like go sit in the classroom for a half hour. I know in detention, or like when you when we got tardies and then we had to just sit there. Yeah, I, I won't say the teacher's name, but she used to make us clean her boards, and I'm like, that's thank you. I'd yeah. rather clean your boards than just sit at this desk doing absolutely nothing. Well, those whiteboards are fun to wipe down anyway. Yeah, I like to do I liked that. It, except, yeah. I had OCD, and so I'd go like in the rows all the way down, and she'd always be like, you know, I don't really mind when you come late because yeah. my boards are always really clean after. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. That's, that is so true. It's funny too. Cause you talked about, you talked about how dreams and in, in, in that video, it's funny. I watched the movie, but I don't remember, but I do remember it talked about norepinephrine and serotonin, but that's funny because the norepinephrine is going to be that cortical steroid. Mm-hmm. That's going to, that's going to help us with the fight or flight response. Yeah, I, That's what I thought. Cause that isn't that your fight or flight. Yeah. But you said it's a higher. No, it's down. It's completely shut off. Oh, I, I heard you back. Cause, cause you said when you were a princess, let me that, read it again. Maybe I've confused myself. Yeah, because the serotonin is what you were talking about. I thought you said the serotonin was cut off. Our, yeah, our norepinephrine goes down and our serotonin is basically shut off. Oh, it's shut off. So we lose all of the we hormonal. We lose all serotonin and our norepinephrine goes down significantly. So That's, our fight, flight, freeze, or appease response is like really insignificant when we're asleep. That's, That's what weird. gives us the opportunity to like do what we want in dreams. Like we maybe we have the problem calling 911. There's always that. Or I always have them trying to run up the hill and I'm like, no matter how. <laughs> you can't run. You can't run up the hill. Like the hill just keeps going and going and going. But we have the option to to run. You know, like we do have those instant moments. We're like, okay, I'm going to call 911 or I'm going to do this. Where in real life, we're like, what do I do? You know, with our trauma brain. Well, that's funny though, that if that all shuts down, but then you wake up, there must be something in the waking part of it then. See, that's what Salvador Dali thought too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, so during his like period of time before they had really done studies on dreams, they thought 
that dreams were really like this the one second between your brain being off and your brain being awake you know from being asleep and awake all your dreams happen in that like split second where you went from sleep to wake and that's where like all of his like crazy paintings came from like the one with like the melting clock in the desert and all that stuff he was inspired by his dreams that's why you have the craziness in your dreams so maybe there's a part where you're waking up and it comes that logical part comes back on and so you're like oh well now i have to analyze and so now we're analyzing our dreams. Oh, wonder, wow. Yeah, well, and that's funny too, because I wonder if that's, if you think about this, when you wake up, you re- I remember my dreams. Um, immediately, yeah. But, but the longer you're awake. They're gone. They Yeah, they disappear. And I think it's more because our logical brain is like, no, 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 that really could not have happened. But it pushes it so far away. Right. Oh my gosh, it's like pruning. Your brain is pruning while you're awake. Well, and they also, they also my therapist is always saying, and I think you'd probably agree, is that your brain, yeah, I think you even said it too, is your brain is trying to work through something. That's why you're having the dream. Yeah, absolutely. But that's funny because when I keep saying, that's funny, that's funny, that's funny. That's interesting. That's wow. Interesting, yeah. Curious. When when you wake and you forget, maybe you're just not fully awake yet either and you think you are. But I had that dream just last week and I, I couldn't, it was so real and it was so scary that I could not verbalize it and I could not write it down in a text because I wanted to forget it as fast as I could. And like right now, I know the very end of it. And all it is is just the face. Yeah. And I would say that's your survival brain. Thinking very, very, very. Yeah. And I wish I could, because it was, it was awful. And then the other night too, I had one that was come. I saw, it was, uh, let's see, it was Saturday night going into Sunday. And I said, I was about ready to have a nightmare. And I woke up and Twyla's like, that's good. Right. I said, yeah, that's really good. Cause I don't want to have the nightmare, but I just woke up just before it went into a nightmare. I don't remember what it was, Wow. but dreams, dreams are insane and i wish that they could figure out really what's going on i mean they can watch i think it was even in that video yeah yeah yeah. they did so they did um the the scans they said in the video too they did um brain scans of mice and they would do um they would have them the mouse run through the 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 maze maze. and they would scan its brain and then when it was sleeping they would see that same the same exact pattern of brain waves or you know stimulant happen as if they were running through the maze again and then the next day the the mice will be able to run through the maze faster yeah so we really are even if we are not conscious of it we are totally working through things as we sleep and even for the people who can't remember their dreams they are working through things while they're asleep is it a reboot you think like a computer you know we're rebooting rebooting every night (laughs) yeah and the next day the viruses have been cleared People are, I've had people say that our real state is our dreaming state. What you and I are doing right now in our conscious state is not real. It's the dream is the real, is the reality. Yeah. Yeah. That is inception. (laughs) But that's, that's, I don't know. I just, I sometimes, I still, I sometimes wonder and I I look at our engineer over here and like, if we're living in a simulation or something, you know, I, I totally feel you. Like I have crazy dreams. And then like, there's sometimes when I'm like, I get deja vu a lot. And I'm like, I have experienced this. Like, I like feel in my bones that I have done this exact thing before. And like, I'll like even know what the next person is going to say. Or like, there'll be like, yes. Or I'll like, I'll be able to be like, the next person's going to come into the room. Like crazy deja vu like that. And I'm like, how can you not even believe for a second that there's some sort of like pattern? <laughs> when I was young, that happened all the time. Deja vu yeah. Oh, was for sure. When you're time. a kid. Yeah. I yeah. think it's because like you're more, your brain your logical brain hasn't learned to like weed those things out or like make up excuses for it. So you're like, whoa, 
experienced this before. You really feel like you have, and you have, you totally have. Have you dissected a brain? Did we ever do that in class? I don't know if we did a brain. We did a, we did something. Cow. Maybe cow eye. No, it wasn't a cow eye. It was like. Cow heart. Livery or like meaty and muscly. I don't remember what it was, but it was like me and Kanisha and Thomas, I think, because we had the highest grades in the class. And so everyone else did like something else, but then we got like a cooler one. Yeah, I do remember that Kanisha. She was another brilliant one. I just, because if, if you've ever dissected a brain before, there's just nothing there. Nothing on the macroscopic level. And you're just wondering, how does this work? There's connections all through that brain. And you look at the gray matter, the white matter, and you just can't see it unless you go into the microscope. And it just, it just amazes me because I know how to work electronics. I know how to build circuits and stuff like that. I know how things flow between, you know, the power supply through the resistor, through the capacitor, right. you know, out through the potentiometer and then, you know, back out through the speaker or something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What? The brain works the same way, but it's like, why can't we understand it more? Why, why haven't we gotten better with it? And one thing I don't understand is like, why, why are we not so curious about it like why are we spending time on stupid things and not trying to figure out our brain don't say space is stupid no i love no space is amazing dude have you seen interstellar <laughs> yeah oh my gosh blows my mind we're, we're big space spacex and me too ula fan yes here. me too i love space but the brain i come on there's so, like similarities between us and space the brain like just blows my mind like there are so many things and there's like what's that saying like we only use like 10 percent of our brain yeah and they found that that's not that's, that's a logical not true. yeah but yeah. imagine like that there's so many things in our brain that we'd like just don't understand yet like again with like the appendix why the fuck do we have an appendix well, th- now they know and it has why? i think it was immunity or something that's what they were saying <laughs> i mean they've, they've they've come to a knowledge that it's not the best to take the appendix out when you just you know like oh, so yeah, if, you, if you had your tubes tied or something like that and then you just take the appendix out right while they're in there um, they would just do that. Why? Because the appendix was because if it burst, it, it could useless? kill you. Yeah, because it was one of those useless things. It's because we think the, we're where smarter. Where's the conclusive evidence this is for? Uh, I'll have to look it up. Okay. I'll send it to you. I have not heard this. Yeah, they, there was something. I think it was immunity, is what it was. There was something to do with immunity. Okay, I believe. And that. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I was shocked when it's like, oh, okay, so it is something that we need to keep well, in our body. You ruined my point there. But <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my point was that there's like things that we don't always like. We we just come up with an explanation because we don't understand. You yeah. know, like we're just like, okay, whatever. And we had the conversation last time after when we were upstairs, and I think you were asking Twyla like why she doesn't believe in the mystical, or you were saying we were talking about the mystical stuff. And I was like, listen, like magic is just science that we don't understand yet. And I think that's the same. Like there's so many things in our brain and our body that we just do not understand yet. Like we, again, I think last time we were talking about acupuncture and our meridian points. And I'm a certified electrodermal screen technician. And what I, I did a test on you like a few years ago. Oh yeah, that's right. And there's, we have points all over our hands that correspond to things in our body. And like, I was able to pinpoint exactly in my stepmom's left lung that she had an infection and she went into the hospital and she was like, listen, cause she had been sick for like a month and a half and they had done a bunch of tests on her and they had no idea what was wrong with her. And she was like, listen, my left lung. And she went in there and what's it called? Ammonia. I was going to say Nemo- pneumonia. pneumonia. She had pneumonia in her left lung. And it told me just by pricking the little things on her hand. Like we have so many things in our body that we don't understand. It's the same with our brain and space. Yeah, but the brain, the brain again is it's it's so powerful, it's so unknown. But if you 
again, what year were you born? 95. So 95. So I started my first therapy session probably in, in 90, 91, 92, no, 93. It would have been in 93, 92, 93. And just where they've come and just understanding the brain and how it works for depression, the anxiety was never heard of. Then. I know. That's very new. Yeah. That was not until like the early 2000s where anxiety became a thing, where it was written into the DSM. Right. And then, and then you look at the homosexual brain. It was always that taught. was a mental illness until yes. like the 80s. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was still even in the, to the 90s. It yeah, still wasn't still. even seen that. That's just the way that humans are born. They're born this way. Yeah. And so you look just in the last 27 years or so. Oh, hey, it's my wedding anniversary tomorrow. <laughs> 27 oh <my> years. Congratulations! <laughs> I need to remember that. Um, happy anniversary, Twyla. Um, but just just where they've come in the last 27 years, I know that's a long time for people, but that's, a, I mean, in my lifetime, that's a half of my lifetime yeah. just to be able to understand the brain. And then even from the point where they've come with the chemical help for the brain has gotten better too. But there, well, there's some, back when I was, they, they diagnosed me as bipolar. I wasn't bipolar, I had PTSD. They didn't right. understand that with, the, with what was going on. And they gave me lithium, which helped for a little bit, but then it just, it stopped working. And then I've had so many different medications given to me. And now I don't, I don't use medication now. And what it is, is that I have to learn how to communicate better. I need to learn to talk. That's why I don't have to go to therapy every week, but I go every week because whether I'm feeling good or not, it's because and, and I need practice communicating. Yeah. I need to at least get some of that stuff out. And there's always something I learn from Elisa. There's always something I learn from her. And so it's like, okay, this is what I need to keep me alive and healthy. And I'm not saying drugs are bad. There's there's right. going to be times because like I used to be anti-medicine, anti-drugs and stuff, thinking that they were going to change who you are. Well, sometimes we need to change who we are for a little bit. Yeah. But we stay with that medical professional and they should do their job and they should be evaluating us every three months and saying, where are you at? Do right. this this test again. You know, Write this down. What are your feelings? What are your thoughts? Okay, this isn't working. And then change. Yeah, well, I mean, when my mom was growing up or her parents, you were not given medication for your mental illness and that really I think in my opinion really was a disadvantage for my mother I think like you said sometimes there's an imbalance or sometimes you need to change a little bit of what's going on inside your body so you can be a, a happier more functioning person and she didn't have the opportunity and and I mean now we do now we have we know so much more about the brain. We have the SSRIs that can do all these things. Think 20, 30, 40 years, how much more we're going to know about our brains and how much more we're going to know about our body and like trauma and PTSD. Like how different is it going to be then? I think that's just, I look forward to it. Like 30 years from now when Duke is older and he can, you know, and he just has all these amazing things on hand, like in the future. Well, you think about it too, because we're not afraid to be out there talking about it. We're not afraid to be out there getting help for it. We're helping people in the future get the help that they need hopefully faster and better than what we got. And oh, our age difference is huge. I know by being vocal about it. I yeah. mean, I think that we are in such different places and we're in the same place. Does yeah, that right. make sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we are at, you know, I just like we we're at different ends of the spectrum, but at the same time we are coming together at the same time. Doesn't it make sense? Like we have different perspectives and different things that are happening, but we're like the same and we can give our own perspectives and we have such a different perspective for everything. Yeah. Literally everything. And I think we used to be a lot more 
aligned and now we have different views on things and we just get to discuss it and learn and like the appendix thing like how did i miss that (laughs) (laughs) oh like i said it's, it's something that's out there and I just, I came across it one day. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine being my mother in 1963, 1964 and having a baby and then having postpartum blues. I know. And just, I can't, nobody I knew cannot, about that. I cannot. You've had a baby. How bad was it? Did you have it? Um, I don't think I had it first. And then I think I had like a little bit because there was like Brayden and I were having troubles, but I think that was more compounding. Yeah. It wasn't, it was not postpartum depression. I was never, luckily I never had postpartum depression, but it is it's like a big deal. Like it changes everything when you're a mom. Like there's people, I, one example I thought of was Chrissy Teigen. She had, she was very vocal about her postpartum depression or who she gave birth. And you are like, you're a totally different person. I have a personal friend, Tessa. She is very vocal about it. And it's just your whole brain changes and your relationship with your child is like so different. And I'm just so grateful that I was it Tegan having it after the miscarriage or after the no it was I think it was after her first child Luna she went into a postpartum depression wow and that's somebody too that has money and and a way to get the help immediately yeah and she still has it yeah and she she, she admits it yeah and I think that was so amazing of her and that's one reason why I love Demi Lovato is you she's an example that like you can have money and still be sad you can be like on the stage and achieve your dream and still feel sad. That's funny because we watched, we did a master class with Dead Mouse, and he doesn't like me in front of people. And so that's, that's why, why he's he got wears the that helmet. Yeah. yeah. It's like, he's like, find a way to do what you like to do. I like to do this. This is how I could do it. He's gotten better with his anxiety, you know, stage fright and stuff. But Demi Lovato is a perfect example of somebody who battles her demons. And she doesn't vocally, she yeah. doesn't, she's very honest. Like she, um, when she came out with her documentary, she um, admitted that when she had done a previous kind of documentary, the first one was like Stay Strong, and it was right after she had gotten out of treatment for her eating disorder, she was using drugs the entire time. Oh. And she, like, you know, when she did the documentary, she was pretending like she was sober. And, like, I remember even watching it and being like, is she sober? Like, is she really? And then when she came out, I think it was... 2019 in summer of 2019 she came out with a doc- documentary maybe the year before she was like no i didn't i was not sober i was using coke every freaking day like and she's honest about it and i love her so much more for it because when people are i in my opinion when someone can admit that they made a mistake or that it was not an easy battle it makes it easier for me to go through the battle or to take that first step because i know i don't have to be perfect or for every addict, like addiction is not easy. There are going to be, you know, mistakes. And in my eating disorder recovery, there are days when it's really hard and there are days when it's really easy. And it makes it easier for me when I can be vocal about it and admit that I'm not perfect. And when you have an example like Dummy, it's just, I just love her so much. Yeah. And the thing too is like, she tried a, a, a path and it didn't work. Yeah. And there's so many people that don't have to go down that path now because she said it was hard. It was horrible. And maybe even more damaging than where I was going before, but I did it and it hurts and I still hurt and I still have problems and I still have issues and I'm still fighting to live. Yeah. And she's still advocating for the things that seem minuscule, which I think is so cool because in the beginning, it's all of a sudden like you or the beginning of the body positivity movement, which was really started in like 2014, 2015. 
it was um, like you could have curves. You didn't have to be the really tall, skinny person. Like that was the ideal in the early 2000s was like the Paris Hilton or Nicole Richie, really tall and skinny. And it really wasn't until like Kim Kardashian that it came out that you could be comfortable with a curvy body. And now it's really all about curves is, you know, the world is curvy. Curvy is good. Curvy is in. But Demi really calls attention to the small things. Like she did a post a few months ago on her Instagram and she like showed that she had photoshopped a, a photo from previous to give herself more curves because that was what she felt like. And she's like, but this is really what I look like. And then recently she posted a photo of her um, stretch marks and she has been putting like gold glitter on them. And she's like, this is a way that I'm becoming more comfortable with my stretch marks, which is, it seems very minuscule, like stretch marks. It's just part of your body. It's like wrinkles. But I mean, people are trying to get rid of wrinkles. It happens when guys lift weights, they get stretch marks. Not as easy as women though. Yeah. But it's like as a woman, especially if you give birth, like your body is never going back to the way it was before. I can tell you. Good luck. It will not. Your body is completely different. And that's awesome because your body shouldn't be the way it was before. You gave birth to a human being. Like your body is amazing. And for me, like I celebrate that. That was going through pregnancy was like a really big healing thing for me because I gave birth to a human. It was so cool. And, you know, for Demi, it's she is, you know, bringing those small things, bringing attention to those small things that still people feel uncomfortable about. And she is just amazing. Power to her for doing that. Good example. Yeah, well, let's do this. Let's save body shaming. How about for next time, we'll, we'll end it here because I think that the body shaming is a great place to talk about. And I think we can go deep into it. Oh, yeah. Lots it's something it. that you understand from, from both sides, if yeah. I can say it. Yeah. From being what ultra thin to oh, carrying yeah. some weight on you, which yes, you look great. Curvy, love it. I I only dated girls. My my mom and one of my best friends' mom called me chestnut. I didn't know why they called me chestnut <gasps> because all my girlfriends had big boobs. Oh my god! I didn't like skinny girls. Twilight's the skinniest girl I ever dated. I wanted wow. girls with meat on them. So let's do that. Let's save that for next time because I think that that's an important topic, especially in today's world. Because like you said. We don't have to have, I mean, nothing wrong with Paris Hilton, nothing wrong with Nicole Richie, right. but we don't, we can have a Paris, we can have a Nicole, but we can have a Kim Kardashian. We can yeah. have a Demi Lovato. There's no mold that you have to fit into no matter what your body looks like. You are amazing. That gives me, that's, there's no mold you have to fit into ever for anything. Yeah. Whether you're, your sexual preference, whether you are. Religion. Anxiety your body, driven, your diet, you do you. That's like it's one of those sayings that is overdone, but just holds so much meaning. You do you. Like, don't worry about anyone else. If you are happy and you feel good, if you're vegan and you feel good, if you work out every day and you feel good, or you eat French fries every day because they're fucking good and you feel good, you do you. Yeah. And the thing is, if you don't like what I do, it's on you. Yeah. It's, it's none of your business because yeah. you feel good doing your thing and I'm going to feel good doing my thing. Okay, let's do that. Next week, we're going to talk about, I don't know, is body shaming? Is that I would say body positivity. Body, there you go, because body shaming, I didn't like that. Yeah, Can you believe not, that? Me? I didn't like we're that. We're not doing body shame. We're doing body positivity. Body positivity. Okay, let's do it, because it's something that I'd like to hear and learn more about, and there's some ideas I have, too, out there. Perfect. Okay. See you next week. You're awesome.